Hey everybody and welcome to the Plot Armor Podcast. My name is Brett. I'm Matt. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm Matt. <laughs> Just kidding, it's Candle. That's my joke, you took it. I'm Matt. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And we have two really cool guests here today with us. Hi, I'm Kate. I'm a staff member over at PK. Everyone, I'm Stefan, also a staffer of PK. And today we got another really cool uh, interview with these two. And so we're just uh, going to dive right in. Okay. First things first, uh, Kate, Stefan, um, tell us what, what do you, what do y'all do at PK? <laughs> um, I am one of the main ooze plot people. Uh, I do a lot of... <laughs> horribly gross things uh when in doubt if something needs to be bloody or gooey in any capacity or it's medical horror it's probably got my hands in it somehow yeah like elbow deep yeah i've had to take <laughs> after plots before because of just how much blood <laughs> there was oh jeez. <laughs> yeah it was bad <laughs> I've been a part of uh, one of the medical plots. I remember it was the evil demon squid baby removal. Uh, yes, that's that's the one where I wound up laying in a puddle of uh, unspeakable goo for oh, the entire yeah. of that mod. Yeah, I was I was I was fighting squid squid parent, and I turned around and I see the surgeons who are just elbow deep into a giant tumor that you'd made, and <laughs> and I was like, hmm, I. Like what I'm dealing with right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and I am happy to talk about that plot more, but I'll let uh, my friend talk about what he does. Uh, so at PK, I am one of the resident boss monster people. Um, in fact, uh, I met Brian, one of the uh, owners of the game, 10 years ago at a different LARP, uh, a stick jock LARP. Uh, by reputation, and now that I'm at PK, he's like, hey, Stefan, I need you to be mean to the players, and I am, again, only too happy to accept. <laughs> uh, <laughs> apart from beating people up, um, I really enjoy um, getting people's BGS, and um, don't really have a flavor of plot. Um, as well defined as ooze plot, um, <laughs> I definitely uh, am developing my own style. Cool, awesome. All right. So, um, I I really want to talk about ooze plot because uh, I know okay. a few people that are like that are all about ooze, like the gross plot. So, <laughs> can you tell us <laughs> a little bit more about that? Sure. Um, so basically, I started off as just a crunchy, and one day for PK, I was like, you know, I bet I could make a prop of a hand that someone could cut off. Like, I bet I could do that. And I had a whole bunch of Halloween bones and things like that kicking around. So uh, I then turned our dining room into a terrible uh, <laughs> crafting center for a while, much to my spouse's uh, displeasure. So we had a partially assembled hand on the dining room for ages. I brought it to PK and whipped up a, a really quick excuse for it to be cut off about an Aether mutation. And uh, after that, I basically was approached by staff and told, you know, hey, 
if you want to do more horrible things, uh, <laughs> please do. <laughs> um, and it's just kind of gone from there. So I try to come up with some horrible uh, medical thing for players to deal with every event, uh, from ankle worms that you have to slowly pull out to, uh, as mentioned before, like the squid baby. <laughs> um, so... Uh, a lot of the times I just sort of take over an area in staff center and it becomes kind of the uh, unfortunate corner where if, <laughs> if it's gross and nasty, it's probably over there. Um, and uh, I mean, I've been impromptu asked to whip things up before because like a player will come to us every once in a while and be like, hey, just like mess me up, do something <laughs> gross to me. Uh, and I've gone so far as to create uh, egg sacs, like, super quick and uh, create <laughs> egg sac removal plot. <laughs> um, so, so some, oops, go, sorry, go ahead. So is this, is a lot of your stuff, it's the surgeons that interact with it a lot, right? Mm -hmm. Is it the surgeons that usually are the ones that, like, delve deep, like, like and get get their hands, like, literally dirty? Yeah, so I try to make them pretty open-ended. Um, I created a doctor NPC specifically who walks out with like a medical bag and I carry like a real scalpel and a real bone saw and all of that fun stuff oh. in my bag uh, specifically to supervise it because I don't want anybody just like taking a scalpel and running off with it. Mm. Um, and uh, so I supervise, usually I'll try to grab surgeons for it. Um, but I have had non-surgeons participate before, and I try to make sure that there's always something someone can do. And that can be as simple as comforting the patient at the time or holding them down if they're thrashing or whatever. Um, but I'm also not opposed to people who are not surgeons to help. Um, I've had people who are just thinking about dabbling into surgery uh, help extract leg worms and things before. So I try to keep it fairly open. Oh, oh. So just to back up, I can wander up to staff center and be like, hey, can can you do me a harm real quick? I can just do that. <laughs> um, you can. We don't necessarily <laughs> advise it. Uh, we like to have a reason for it usually. So like if you <laughs> got left behind in a mod hall or something and there were uh, like there's giant insects in PK. And if you got knocked out during a giant insect fight and left alone for a long period of time uh you could theoretically come to uh, staff center and be like hey <laughs> so i was in that bug queen's nest for a while you want to do something horrible to me and okay. uh chances are we'll say yeah <laughs> okay got it all right i was confused nasty. but I'm, I'm very glad that that's an option now <laughs> oh no, no, no. gross spot really takes to uh people like you matt who love to play to lose <laughs> on right on do you have to so do you find that that uh players will have like like actual bring actual apron aprons and stuff for gross plot or like like because so, i'm guessing it like gets actually gets messy it does get very messy um i have put down tarps and things before um uh, actually a good example is um when i did that hand plot the first time uh who later had to get an, another amputation done because it turned in uh, the amputation site grew back into a tentacle uh, the player who I specifically got for that one, uh, Bethany Morris is the name of the, of the character. 
Um, she actually goes so far as to cut her own bandages and stuff. So, like, she'll cut up actual bandages and use those. I try to provide that stuff, um, but as for aprons and things, not so much. I try to telegraph when I'm coming around in case somebody has, like, a spare shirt or something, but I mm-hmm. don't provide anything. I leave that kind of on uh, on you guys to do that. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> That's something you'd probably recommend then, yeah. Yeah, if you, if you don't are... fancy clothes getting yeah, splattered... If you... Just if you're look. interested in gross plot, I highly recommend having like a, a shirt or something you could just throw on over top. <laughs> mm. All right. Super cool. All Thank right. You. Um, so I have a question. Okay. Stefan, um, what's your what's your favorite boss monster that you've gotten to play? Oh, that is super easy. Um, <laughs> last year, uh, I think it was it might have been fall. Um, the title of the plot, I think, was literally um, they've done too. They've dug too greedily and too deep, and I think it- yeah, <laughs> plot goes something like the players went way too deep in their minds, uh, and the title of the plot, Lord of the Rings. Uh, I got to essentially play a Balrog, and oh, that no. was extremely good. Uh, I had this. Argoyle bodysuit and this really cool um, stylized full head mask with like giant conical teeth and a, uh, a jaw like a mandible that actually moved when I moved. Oh, so cool. uh, we got to the mud super early and it was the um, the, the very large building uh, with the stage and we made mm-hmm. sort of like a bit of tunnel had it mostly open for the boss fight. And it was myself and a couple other crunchies as just earth elementals uh, to be like ads for them to fight. And the mechanics were one of my favorite parts about it because I had three different health bars. So I had 30 points of HP. And once you beat that down, something happens. I had 20 points of HP. You beat that down, something happens. And then 10 HP and I die. And they got this big, like, size diamond uh, as loot from that, which was really cool to hold. Um, very cool object. Um, only um, everything started off great um, and like very quickly became a huge problem for the players because the group of like 15 or 20 of them are absolutely no healers of any variety. So, <laughs> uh, so they started like filing in and we set up this um, like mobile um, like stage light and it was multicolored so we set it to just red so it could be you know as threatening and aesthetic as possible and we set it up as like a beam sort of in front of me and angled towards the players so that they would see like all this red everywhere focus on kind of like the ads at first not see me just behind the light like a couple feet um, and then I stomped out and I wore my you know big uh, I'm trying to be good about not swearing, but F off uh, <laughs> boots that are, you know, three pounds each. And I stomped as loudly as I could with my body and just bellowed at them and like opened up the jaw as much as I possibly could. And they were shocked. And the look on their faces was awesome. Uh, and I had a bunch of um, open cell phone boulders that you can like really get some heft behind, like a shot put. And I threw it 
you know, whatever distances from like the doors to the stage. And every time and every one of those was a meme. Oh, I launched Ooh. like five or six of these into the crowd of them and they're, you know, screaming and, you know, where's the healers, broken arm, broken leg, whatever. I'm like, great, mayhem. This is exactly what I want. Meanwhile, <laughs> I still have stats of my own that are gigantic. Um, like this is a hellish boss fight. So they finally poke me down at first um, three points and stomp, 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 bellow all within the sound of my voice um, trip. So everyone trips, they fall down. I stomp over to them, beat them up until they start getting up back off. They beat me down that 20 points. Okay, next effect, stomp, 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 all within the line of my voice in both legs. One resists, and again, there's no healers. The fight comes to a grinding halt. And <laughs> uh, I'm not I'm not certain of his um, character name, but there was one uh, naval gentleman who was left uh, separated from the group. And I'm just kind of looking around, and I go, oh, shit. So <laughs> I go up to my crunchies and say, hey, last life, you know, let them kill you. Mm-hmm. So I continue to menace them and be near enough to them that I can get hit and poke down that last 10 HP. Mm-hmm. Like, definitely still caused a few people to get into bleed out. And I remember finally lying on the ground uh, next to this own legless player. Um, he just, like, army crawled over to me with my corpse. I gave him the, um, the giant awesome diamond and excited and and that's um what i really live for as a staffer is to get people excited about things um <laughs> and you know a prop like that you know that'll do the trick um and then i just kind of laid there for the next half an hour or so all, all <laughs> 20 of them tried to file back into the twisting mine corridors and uh oh, out the side of the building to then yell for help I was a crunchy on that one. And I just want to say, I don't know if Kep talked about it uh, at all when you interviewed them. No. But they were up uh, on that mod as like the guide to bring them down there and was one of the first people to get maimed and literally dragged themselves on their stomach back through the maze that we had assembled in that mod hall and then continued to crawl towards other players once they got outside. That boss fight sounds so like Hollywood. <laughs> oh my god, oh, absolutely. Uh, lots of spectacle. Uh, that looks that sounds absolutely so awesome. That's awesome. It was a very oh. I, guess, I have uh, a kind of a good follow-up question for that then. This is something I'm really curious about. Um, what is it like working with such a huge player base? I don't know. Uh, so most of the LARPs that I've participated in that have been like one shots or even the long-term campaign ones, mm-hmm. we usually have more than like 30 or 40 people. And as uh, PKs is like what, 70? 70, 75? 75. Yeah, we have a 75. Yeah. That's, that's enormous. What's it yes. like? So like working with that it's a challenge but it's a fun challenge um we do our best to make sure that everybody gets some form of attention throughout the weekend uh and i don't know how much uh 
you guys are aware, but we actually have pretty regular staff meetings. Um, we try to make sure we have two or three before each event. And one of those uh, meetings in particular is specifically, we go down a list with all of your names and we go, okay, what are these people involved in? What, uh, you know, plot line can we put out there for them? And we do our level best to make sure everybody gets some attention. Um, and then we try to make sure that there's some big plots that are like, okay, let's do something big for the surgeons. Let's do something big for the artificers. Um, and in that way, we try to make sure that everybody gets a little bit of individual attention, but also has the potential for being involved in a lot of other things. So it can be very uh, challenging if we have a new player sometimes because we're like, all right, we have nothing to go off of with this person other than what's on their character sheet and in their backstory. So uh, we'll oftentimes do like a new NPC mod um, or not new NPC, new PC mod. Uh, and then from there, we'll kind of like go back to, uh, to like staff center after they're done and we'll be like, okay, they seemed like they really liked fighting. Let's see if we can't hook them in on this or that. So it's, it's a little bit of fly by the seat of your pants, but we do try to plan out, um, something for everybody. So, but it's, it's like, <laughs> what's it like dealing with such a big player base during like combat stuff i know the staff for pk seems to be pretty healthily sized but it's still it's um, a lot of people it can be challenging it really depends on what kind of combat we're going for if it's we just want like a small skirmish it's not that bad like if we're just going to send out uh like we had those ice foxes forever ago um you know <laughs> <laughs> those are just there to annoy you guys mostly um, and be general pains in the butts. So that's really just, okay, you guys go out there. We want you out there for like, I don't know, 45 minutes. Just annoy the heck out of the players uh, and then eventually do this and come back. Uh, or we'll send out some big stompy monsters or, or whatever. Um, but for big field fights, it can be challenging, uh, especially if it's up on the hill. Uh mm -hmm. Because a lot of times, like if we're doing a fey fight or something, we, for thematic reasons, want to spawn inside, like underneath the tree where the fey portal is. But that can get really exhausting really fast because you have yeah. to go uphill. So uh, we do try to have field marshals. Um, so it's usually like one person who really doesn't feel like fighting. Um, and I've done it a few times, who just has like a bag of loot. Um, and their entire purpose is to watch the battle, see how it's going, and kind of make on-the-fly calls of like, hey, let's give them 60 more seconds that between respawns this time. Uh, or, you know what, just go, just go right back out because they're kicking our butts. So we need to, you know, keep the pressure on. Um, so it can be challenging, but we do our best to um, adapt with how everything is going. Awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. I'm, I don't know. Definitely. Uh, oh, go ahead, Brett. <laughs> um, I had a actually. I want to hear. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I want to hear um, Stefan kind of give because he's got like a lot of that you know yeah. big boss fight energy. I want to hear your perspective on that too. Uh, can I quote you on that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, really, uh, I couldn't have really said it much better myself, other than. There are no foxes in Port Catherine. Um, <laughs> uh, 
Um, so really, um, the field marshals are a huge, huge part of um, those big town fights, especially the day um, battles and things like that. Um, otherwise, um, big fights at night, like um, when we send out like plague doctors or something like that, usually a healthy amount of them, and really using darkness and like the shadows from the trees behind like the big lights and stuff are really great to hide in, um, such that have better capability to um, surprise the players and catch them off guard, and that in and of itself makes the capability of one person um, much more broad uh, to make those fights more engaging and more deadly. Yeah. Um, it's, I have a little interesting perspective on this, or like a little input, because I, I was a crunchy for this at one point, um, and there's a... It's, it's really interesting because uh, new crunchies, we, re we really rely on the, uh, the senior staff in directing some fights because uh, Port Catherine doesn't have like a crazy intense amount of like rules or abilities. Mm -hmm. But I remember jumping in and um, with a character or with one of the, with one of the like mid-level um, bad guys for a fight to keep generating. And they're like, oh, you got this, this, this ability. And one of them was pierced. I'm like, well, how dangerous is that? And they're like, uh, pretty. They're like, that'll that'll drop most people. Um, yeah. so it's it's and it's it's you know, you have so many people, it seems really hard to gauge like, you know, what abilities um like to limit uh the bad guys to feel threatening, but not like too dangerous. And when things are getting too dangerous, like those like you know, crunchies can start to feel that and then the senior staff really kind of like gives them a good insight of like, all right, let's let's reel it back a little bit because some of these abilities are having a pretty strong effect. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah our, our goal is not to kill you. But usually. Give you the fear of mortality. Yeah, you want them to have a challenge. Yeah, exactly. Because fighting without a challenge isn't fun. Yeah. Most crunchies will not be killing blow active. Uh, usually it's a pretty big deal if we let someone have the opportunity to actually kill a player. Mm. Mm -hmm. uh, that being said, if you go up, you know, if a single person runs into a, a room full of crunchies and gets their butt whooped, we may <laughs> not kill you, even though it's real tempting, um, but something bad will definitely happen to yeah. you. Which, yeah, that's fair, stupid should hurt, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, you make a really bad call, <laughs> something bad should happen. So if, I, if I run headlong into a room full of full of crunchies that aren't kill active, and they down mm -hmm. me, I expect one of them to become kill active. Uh, <laughs> Whoever is in the room will probably do that. <laughs> <laughs> Unless um, it's legitimately just a bunch of NPCs who are none of which are full-time staff members, then they'll usually just drag you to staff center and be like, what do we do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, you guys said you had, um, you both have face characters, right? Mm -hmm. I know Kate definitely does. Uh, Stefan, I assume you have a face character. Uh, I have a couple now. Okay. Uh, what's, uh, what's your favorite? favorite face character and if it's one that you can't talk about that's fine uh <laughs> talk about one you can if you if you'd like oh geez 
I'll let Stefan go first because I have a bunch. <laughs> That's a hard question. Um, there are some that I haven't gotten to play for obvious reasons. Um, the one the players have seen that I really enjoyed was like my pet project, which is uh, E. Davis, who leads the Explorers Coalition. That's the official name now. Um, <laughs> and my the the reason that I love to play him so much is because of my favorite childhood movie, which was the live-action Dungeons & Dragons movie. And his, his <laughs> yeah. plots, his, his concepts are based off of the uh, Antius the Guild Thieves Maze, um, which is just long corridors with various traps and puzzles, and then there's treasure at the end. Um, and I'm kind of taking that concept and running with it. Um, I posted a video of one I did in my cellar um, on the uh, PK forums for anyone who checks that out. And that's kind of the flavor that I'm going with him because they are just generic, um, almost like Zelda puzzle and style inspired mods where you will have to do puzzles. You will run into traps. It will be deadly. It will um, have a very large danger component, but they're also going to be excellent props that are very worthy treasure at the end. Um, mm. And that it doesn't take any particular set of skills, though some may be better than others depending on the particular mod. Anyone can come and do them. Um, so that's how I plan on getting various different groups involved, um, different players um, teaming up that normally don't, um, inviting new players to do something exciting, um, and you know, generally just have people um, rack their brains if I can. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I like it. I like the sound of that. Nice. Um, as for me, I have like eight different face characters that I play, and I love them all for various different reasons. Uh, picking just one is really hard. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. I think favorite one to run around and play is probably Thaddeus Tsuka. Um, Hell yeah. <laughs> he's my <laughs> hero. <laughs> and he's, uh, he's the only noble character that I play. Um, and his entire purpose in life is to make Prudence his girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> and he is the result of me wandering into staff center one day after hearing about like how all of these people had offered to marry Prudence and then immediately die just so she could be a widow. <laughs> and I was like, but none of them are actually romancing her. I'm going to romance her. <laughs> so good. Um, so I found the most emotastic wig and clothing I could find that would fit the period. Uh, and Thaddeus has just been a, a emo monotone joy to play. <laughs> I love our emo werewolf. Uh, werewolf, quote unquote. <laughs> Yes, got some strong theories. Yeah, yeah. Before, before is that something I have to cut? <laughs> no, no. So. It's not. It's not a confirmed theory. So it, it, but there are some in-game rumors. It, it was legit. Like before Thaddeus even showed up, like Alden walks up to Clark and Eldred's like, "Careful, 
Prince's werewolf boyfriend's coming. And, he's, <laughs> <"What?"> <laughs> and, and we're like, how do you, how do you know? And he's like, he's got a ring to wolf. And it's like, and he, he likes the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh, strong all theory, of, in my opinion. <laughs> all of the theories I've heard about this have just made me laugh so hard. <laughs> oh my gosh. Although I'd heard recently that it was up to wear bear instead of wear wolf. Yeah. Uh, the, the theories are, are careening out of control. It's it's my favorite. <laughs> uh, and only time will tell if any of them are true. I was gonna yeah. say, if they change it to wear bear. They're definitely trying to to make it happen. <laughs> yes. So I'd say Thaddeus is probably at the moment uh, in my top three. Like right now, he's at number one, but I've got a few that are like right behind him. Yeah, on the cusp. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Uh. Uh, I've got another question, but I don't know if maybe Candle or Matt have one. Um, I have one, but you can go ahead, Brett. Okay. Um, so I want to know, like, um, what is? Do you have a? Do you have a really good highlight moment between you as either a face character or a monster with another player that you can talk like once again that you can talk about? Um, mm. like a really just like absolute mo the kind of moment that you talk about two weeks after the LARP, <laughs> the LARP event has ended. I, for me, uh, would probably be in one of the second gory mods that I did. Um, I was playing Samantha Jones, who's a, a petty officer in the Navy. She's the one who got her hand cut off, uh, and it came back as a horrible tentacle. Um, and I had Bethany Morris and the player who goes by Udo uh, come in and perform a surgery. And that was a really uh, intense role play because uh, basically they came in and I was laying on what was effectively a deathbed. We had set this uh, one of the cabins to look like an infirmary. I had put a tarp down and everything because uh, this was a messy one. And, um, like, I did my level best to dress myself up to look as if I was sick um, and dying of infection. And uh, during the procedure, Udo held uh, Jones's hand the entire time and was basically just trying to comfort her. And he was offering her prayers and trying to, you know, talk her through it and keep her awake and conscious so she didn't die. While Morris was doing her level best to... Uh, remove the limb and save Jones's life. Uh, and I want to say that this was the first time I worked with an arterial spray, and I'm really glad I put down tarps. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it was just, it was a lengthy mod because, um, you know, they had to cut through everything, uh, stitch it back up, all of this, all the, the works. They had to do the whole thing. And um, at the end of it, uh, they still had to pull from the surgery bag to make sure that I survived. And uh, it's not really a secret, but much to their dismay, they pulled another aether corruption for me oh. <laughs> after just cutting it off. And this was the second time in a row this had happened. <laughs> and uh, basically they had to leave, you know, poor Jones there missing even more of her arm and, uh, lying in 
a pool of her own fluids because I had made all sorts of horrible stuff for this. And uh, yeah, that was a very impactful one. And I guess uh, my understanding is it was, it was hard. Like they had to go back to the inn afterwards and just like take a few minutes because it was just that intense. And uh, I actually couldn't get up off the bed for like a good 10 minutes after this had happened because I hyperventilated on purpose during the mod to make it seem like I was in distress. And I actually got myself really dizzy and almost passed out. Oh, <laughs> uh, so that was intense. That was a really intense mod and it's one I look back on very fondly. So that's me. <laughs> Wow, uh, I don't think I can really follow that up. <laughs> but um, one thing definitely did come to mind. Um, before I continue, I can't remember the character's name. Uh, he has a trident tattooed over his eye. Oh, um, Angel? Oh, the best. I don't know if that player is still there at PK. Okay. But at any rate, um, this person had their, or a piece of their soul stolen um, by, a, by another drowned soul, uh, one of um, those creepy boys. Um, so <laughs> one of the uh, staffers turned to me and was like, hey, do you want to play this character as a drowned soul? And I said, hell yeah. So um, <laughs> we found like yeah. the vest that the character wore, the same color shirt. Um, did the tattoo and everything, and we went out and we did um, this mod in like the way back field, the uh, uh, the archery range, and he drowned. I don't know how many people that mod, but I know I got like six or more people, uh, just <laughs> myself. It was it was yeah. Um, <laughs> so eventually, um, the players did make it through, and I was one of the last people to die and the other NPCs were um, turning away back to monster camp and and they looted me they found like some special loot and some of the like players items and the player that was looting me was, hey, clarify these look really familiar and I said yes clarify I you recognize me as the drowned soul of this player and like the look of like shock and despair that overcame this player was just, <laughs> it's what fuels staffers. So I was filled up and uh, I just kind of left them with that thought as I uh, walked away. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> oh, way to leave them with a bad taste in their mouth. Oh. That's good. That sounds priceless. Catch them in the field. <laughs> exactly. I live to make you miserable in game. Yes. <laughs> That is basically every staffer's goal. Make you miserable in-game, <laughs> a blast out of game. Yeah. Exactly, <laughs> exactly right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You had a question, Candace. I did. Um, I was going to ask about... Um, uh, maybe it's just me. This hmm. is a complicated not complicated this is a unique time period and uh uh fantasy genre to work within for like costuming and like monsters and props and stuff like that um mm. 
Kate, I know you do a decent amount, not a lot of like really awesome prop work and stuff like that. But um, how do you what what are your, what are your, some of your favorite things to work on and like and I work on quite a few PK though uh, they're usually smaller. Um, I have done uh, things from horrible medical plot to making a full like bear suit which uh is a bear suit is so good i love blueberry (laughs) i had a lot of fun making blueberry he's probably one of the more intense things i've made um because he has a movable articulated mouth um and i made sure that you know it wouldn't be somebody holding a couple of boffer sticks in a, a bear suit wearing a mask it was it's effectively a fursuit um but with 18 inch foam claws and foam feet and giant foam spikes coming off of its back. And I wanted the whole thing to feel like a bear. I didn't want people to look at it and be like, that's a guy wearing a bear mask with boffer weapons. Um, So that's one of my more favorite things I've made. Um, Most of my stuff is how can I do something you know, really cool without spending, you know, a million dollars on it. Uh, And so a lot of my stuff is budget based, I guess, is the best way to put it. Um, I work with a lot of like fishing lure uh, lures and stuff like that, because they're designed to be realistic without costing a ton, because you're probably going to lose them when you go fishing. So mm-hmm. I have a lot of like fishing worms. Um, I For Lydia Ostrovsky, who's my crazy sturgeon lady, um, she uh, has like these little salamander things, which are just tadpoles, uh, like semi-formed tadpole figures that I found, uh, as well as the sturgeons. Um, the sturgeons were probably the most expensive thing, actually. Uh, those are food display food fish that you would see in like if you went to a market and you saw like fake food in a glass display case i actually found sturgeons like that um oh that's such a good find (laughs) yeah they were pretty great um so i try to look at my stuff and go okay this is what i want to do now what's the least expensive way to make that happen Hmm. um so a lot of like stockings and things like that get used to simulate skin and stuff cool oh interesting okay i could i could talk for hours about the way i make my stuff (laughs) (laughs) um i will say i try to make sure to use mayron blood or similarly high quality blood because i have found that some people have allergies to uh like less expensive stuff like if you were to walk into like a um eye party or something and buy just a, a bottle of fake blood. That stuff is usually made with all sorts of stuff. Um, whereas mm-hmm. Mayron is a little more high quality and I find fewer people have allergies to it. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a one tidbit about that. <laughs> good. Um, so, so I have a question. So the um, PK has a lot of theming around the four seasons. Uh, there are classes that are kind of based off of a season or have a familiarity with the season, but also each season seems to bring um, different elements to the game. Uh, what is what are you two's uh, favorite season in PK? 
uh, fall for me. I absolutely love the fall and the festival of souls. Um, that is our time to go all out, full on spooky. You got something creepy to do? Now's the time. Um, which I'm actually really sad. I won't be able to be at the fall this year because it overlaps with the game I play in. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's definitely things I like about each of them, but I absolutely have to go with summer. Um, just because I look at LARP only as a chance to gather with friends and share a hobby, but also as exercise. Um, there's a, a character I play at the site, uh, PK's sister game, that is uh, that character is solely based around that concept. Um, I really love to, and I love to fight. I love to roll. I like to do stupid, dangerous shit <laughs> that uh, <laughs> that probably necessarily shouldn't, but that I, as a person, uh, acquiesce to. And um, <laughs> that, no, um, the more um, island adjacent things I can do, really the better. Um, right. I really, I really like putting a lot of energy into the game. Uh, wherever I'm able in summer is the best time to do that. Oh yeah, peak, peak good weather time. Yeah. Does uh, does summer ever have uh? And this might just mostly be me just speculating or. Or things, but it seemed like the fall event there was uh, not as quite. It seemed like winter was a very dangerous fighty time, and fall not quite. Despite there being like a good amount of fights to keep people entertained, is that a f like go along with the theming of the seasons or? Um, that has more to do with uh, you know number of crunchies we have available, but also um, the fall you will find will typically be a little lighter i think because we have all those like the festival of soul stands set up and we don't want to accidentally like you know run a fight through the carnival grounds because we right might get tripped up in the tents and yeah so that makes sense like, uh, yeah so like our our way of entertaining you all during the fall is with the carnival itself and then like the talent show play you know, uh, burlesque show that we do um, in the the big mod hall is our kind of our solution for that because we want to give you guys something to go and do that can engross the entire town without it being a fight. Mm. So, Sorry. yeah. <laughs> Matt, do you have a good question for him? Uh, we sort of asked this earlier, um, but it was more just like on like a player scale. What's your favorite PK moment that you have had staffing? Ooh. <laughs> hmm. Favorite PK moment. You're allowed to talk about. Good <laughs> <laughs> caveat. <laughs> hmm. That's hard to say. Um I think one of my favorite moments uh, that I've had so far was uh, so uh, speaking of 
you know, earlier I had been talking about egg sacs and things, and we did actually uh, have a player come to us and I put egg sacs in his arms. Um, I had like these uh, compression style sleeves and I took some balloons and filled them with water beads, uh, fake blood, fake flies, maggots, um, uh, lube, because lube is a great gooey thing to utilize. <laughs> um, and I shoved those under his, uh, under the sleeves I put on his arms. And I told him, you know, go out there, act normal. When you feel it is appropriate, uh, you can reveal that you have these horrible egg sacs growing on your arms. And if anybody wants to surgically remove them, that's fine. Come to staff center and let me know and I'll go out as my doctor. So a few hours later, he comes in with some other people and they're like, we were told to come to staff center. So we, that way we could use like the scalpel and stuff. So I follow them to the infirmary as my doctor. And uh, <laughs> so, as I said, I had put balloons under his arm and I filled them effectively like water balloons. I can safely say I did not think very much about pressure. So um, I thought that the water beads would absorb most of the liquid inside. I put more liquid in there than the water beads could absorb. So when one of the players took a scalpel to the first balloon, it popped like a water balloon had just been thrown <laughs> and exploded everywhere. Oh, yeah. yes. And so we all just stood there in, in shock for a moment. Um, and uh, what made it even better was because it was underneath the stocking, even though the water exploded, it still maintained its shape. So now we had this horrible lumpy mass under his arm or under the sleeve and we had to like squeeze all of the eggs out but we decided collectively that there were three more egg sacs to pop uh we should do this outside on the deck so <laughs> we migrated outside and uh proceeded to pop them meanwhile we're also all being like oh my god that smell is horrible and like he's screaming in pain and like dripping goo everywhere and i didn't realize it but there was a um, picnic table between the infirmary and the uh, tavern. And apparently there was some sort of tea time happening there. And so <laughs> they all just stopped and looked over at the infirmary as we're screaming about how disgusting this is. And like, like you just see liquid popping and bursting everywhere. And I think we grossed them out so hard that they stopped tea time. It was very hard to keep a straight face as the straight and narrow doctor that I play while, while realizing that we had grossed out a tea time. So that's, probably just, one of my favorite moments just another tuesday at port catherine <laughs> basically <laughs> just popping egg sacks next to uh next to tea time yep and uh the actual extraction of the eggs themselves were pretty gnarly and it was great oh. <laughs> yay yeah yeah <laughs> uh, all right yeah all right. um I wish I was playing a more like awful person character because I'd do weird stuff near two time. Oh yeah, like Montgomery <laughs> does. At a much higher frequency. <laughs> <laughs> you can always 
That's a great time. <laughs> if if Eldred bites the dust, you can always make another character that's got that dark Montgomery energy. Yeah, I'll definitely just be an apothecary and be creepily nice to everybody. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> oh, I have some hot for, for that character. Hell yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, so, I've a, a kind of another like kind of fun personal question. Um, if y'all were going to be players, at PK, which is like a job slash class thing. A header? What are they called? Headers. 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 Which header would you pick? Surgeon, hand down. <laughs> um, yeah, I would absolutely play a surgeon because I would love to do gross plot on the player side as well. Yeah! <laughs> uh, I would definitely do something. Um, physical like probably soldier or something cool that sounds like it tracks yeah i feel that <laughs> yeah no magic well yeah, so I'm like a... well would it be soldier or skirmisher because they're both pretty fighty you think what makes you like oh, no. a uh, fighter i mean soldier soldier i particularly like one of the advanced paths which i don't think i can talk about um uh, okay Having that knowledge makes me know that I would want to do that. Um, okay. I say, and also definitely no magic because magic is illegal. Magic right, is yeah, illegal. no. No one does magic. I do science. It's different. You do spooky ghost yeah. stuff. Yeah, I, I ghosts, ghosts aren't magic, they're just ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> yes, completely different. So... I've got a question. Do do either of you have a big like um here like you're you're a face character, you're a crunchy, or you're a boss, and you're and you're doing the game? Do you have um for PK yet? Do you have a big like um oops moment? Like maybe like the entire like maybe the the um the mod went like a way different way, or too many people are dying, and you had like this you know staffer like uh oh, how do we <laughs> fix what's going on right now? Moment. <laughs> Kind of yes. Yeah. Um, upon a time, there were these um, shadow creatures out, and during the first part of the fight down uh, at the waterfall, three of us were um, beefier shadow monsters, and I was designated to continue being that level of shadow monster, while everyone else respawned at random points around the camp as lesser shadow monsters with just a life. Um, my job was to around and um, be as dastardly as possible. And I got, you know, two or maybe three people, but the, the very oops moment was when um, I got down near the tavern and it was really warm and muggy, so that, uh, I had the door propped open. And the thing about an open door is that it casts a shadow and I can sneak along that shadow and hide behind the door and look at the crack where the hinges are and see who's coming out. If I don't want to stab them <laughs> or I don't want to fight them, I'm just going to sit there and let them pass me by. Uh, so I saw, um, was it Zed and Pleasant, I think, coming out the door. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to stab the absolute hell out of them. Because <laughs> um, I had, <laughs> I, I was that 
that shadowy assassin. Um, they had stopped to talk, and I hadn't realized this because I was getting ready for violence. And one of the uh, player cooks, who is a very sweet human, ended up walking out directly into my knife and shrieked like blood curdlingly. And I felt <laughs> awful with like a capital A. That <laughs> 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 uh, decidedly revealed my presence, and you know, Zed and Pleasant were right there along with other um, other uh, skirmisher uh, they had been talking to and they summarily uh, I'm gonna keep it PG uh, they defeated me swiftly <laughs> 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 swiftly I might say I got done stabbed <laughs> yeah I got done stabbed exactly <laughs> amazing Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so my oops moment uh, was actually kind of after the fight Um, so speaking of shadow fights there was a particularly large shadow fight with like four magic ritual circles and um, writers for that particular fight and you know we had designed it so you know, there was a, a good chance for it to go either way. Um, you might have won some of the the locations. You might have lost some of the locations. We anticipated maybe a 50-50, like you'd lose a couple sites. Um, we did not expect players to lose all four sites. Um, mm-hmm. So <laughs> that was a bit of an oops moment on our end because we got back in and we were like, Oh shit! Uh, excuse my language. Um, <laughs> uh, and I don't think that's really all that spoilerly, uh, because we design most of our fights for you know things could happen one way or another. You might win some, you might lose some. Here's what happens if you lose. Um, and we just you know we didn't expect the worst case scenario uh, to be the outcome. <laughs> so. Uh, I proceeded to have a big oh oh no moment because uh that was the first big fight that I had like really written um and I just I felt so bad that players had just lost uh entirely in this fight but um <laughs> I've been assured that most people enjoyed it uh you know there were some issues but I mean at as a participant in that town fight I had some fantastic character moments um <laughs> Uh, so and you know like it, sometimes players lose that's okay like you know yeah if we win everything then that's that's you know that that could so stale fun. so it's no, good no. to get kicked down the stairs sometimes <laughs> and we apparently kicked you guys really far down the stairs yeah. we're like yeah <laughs> <laughs> so that was Think that's kind happen. of my- <laughs> broken. We can't. We can't sleep right good now anymore. It's. It's all. It's. Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> when you guys can't fix with a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly <Yeah>. tears. We'll <laughs> <laughs> fix it. <laughs> so yeah. All right. Uh, we're getting close to the hour mark. Uh, Katie. I'm sorry, Candle or Matt, do you have either uh, do you have any questions? Any good final questions? I do not. 
Um, uh, are there any things that um, you, Kate and Stefan, um, wanted to say, I guess, to whoever's listening, which will probably be the people in PK player side and staff side that listen to this? It's <laughs> <laughs> very true, though. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Mostly just hope you all enjoy, you know, coming to PK, whether it be as a player or a crunchy or as a staff member. Um, you know, if you have any issues at game, don't be afraid to ask or talk to us. If you want in on particular plots, just, you know, go for it. Um, don't be shy. Like, if you want to get your hands messy and you see me walking around, Tell me. I'll be happy to, to do something horrible with you uh, involved. Um, so yeah, just go out there and, and try things. Do stuff. Go pet the fish. Yeah. Go pet the fish, yes. Pet my lucky fish. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get some good caviar out of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, um, on that same vein, uh, I have a lot of different uh, characters and plots that are ramping up for when we uh, can actually be in game. Uh, hopefully later um, in a month or two um, or later yeah. this year. Um, and if you just want to pull me aside at any point and say, "Hey, this character, or that thing looks fun," I can't come up with a reason to incorporate my character, but I want to do the thing. Just tell me that I'll come up with something. I, my aim is to as many people to have as most fun as possible, if that's grammatically correct. Um, and uh, um, I, I think that's it. I want you all to have fun. I want to facilitate you having fun. Um, and if you find that something isn't fun, please tell me and I will make it fun. Um, yeah. Oh, oh. I, I do have one more small minor note, and I guess my last thing is, is if you're not comfortable coming up to us in-game, which is totally understandable, we do have report cards that you all are encouraged, highly encouraged to fill out, and, you know, there are questions on those report cards, but you don't have to spend an hour or two hours filling that out. If there's just one little thing you want to tell us, just tell us. Um, you know, you don't have to go into crazy amounts of detail on your report card if you're just not up to it. Um, so, you know, there there are ways to talk to us without actually having to come and talk to us, because I know sometimes that's stressful in and of itself. So take advantage of that. Hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. All well, right. I say that pretty much wraps up here. Thank you, everybody, for listening into this really cool episode. I hope uh, everybody had a great time, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.